Hi, I'm Alyssa, a holistic wellness coach and therapist. And I'm Alyssa, a personal trainer, coach, and movement educator. We're two late-blooming bisexuals here to bring you a nuanced, body-positive, pro-mental wellness approach to the topics you know and love. And together, we talk about the mind, the body, and how it's all, all one thing. having these really strong emotions about things and you're like why are these emotions coming up and then you realize oh I see what's happening okay so let me give you an example this actually happened during COVID but I remember I was in the kitchen and making chili and I realized that I had forgotten to chop my broccoli not the broccoli not the broccoli <laughs> wait who puts broccoli in chili <laughs> I kind of wondered if that might be asked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the first one to ask it. Honored, honored. It's a fun way to get more veggies in. And I actually just love it is, is the real answer. Also, nutrition tip, chop your broccoli 40 minutes before you cook it so that all of the good nutrients don't get cooked away. What? Yeah, the sulforaphane. It doesn't get cooked away if you chop it and let it sit. Yeah, so usually... I'm chopping broccoli like an hour before I'm making anything. Usually I'm on top of stuff. On this particular day, I was starting to make the chili and realized hadn't chopped the goddamn broccoli. And I fucking burst into tears, just full on sobbing in the kitchen. And then a few minutes into crying, I realized I'm not sure this is about the broccoli. It was sad, right? Like, <laughs> you know, but like the broccoli was still gonna go in. It's still good for me. It's not a huge deal. Because as I mentioned, it was during COVID. It was like early on in COVID. I realized, oh, I think I'm overwhelmed by what's happening in the world and in my life. And that has actually happened to me so many times where I will find myself feeling so upset by something. And like, not that these aren't valid things to feel upset about. Cry about whatever the fuck you cry about. There's no right or wrong there. But when I really let myself take a beat and think about, okay, what what am I actually upset about? Is this is it this thing, this very like kind of small thing that's making me feel this upset? Or is there actually something else going on? And usually, not always, but usually for me, there is something else going on. Oftentimes it's I've been feeling really upset about something but haven't felt like I had the space or capacity to really feel it and process it and so it's just kind of been stuffed down and is just lingering there and then it comes out in other ways like uncut broccoli so it's like the things I'm feeling aren't really about the thing at hand it's actually coming from somewhere else entirely is that something that you can relate to yeah and actually I love how you bring this up in the mental kind of emotional side of things of course and I can absolutely relate it to the more physical side of things. So I have this little saying that where you feel it isn't where it's coming from, mm. which I've talked a lot about on Instagram and done a whole series on and also talked to my clients about all the time. Because oftentimes when you get those like pings of like discomfort in your body, literally where you feel it isn't where it's coming from. So like sometimes if you're experiencing a little bit of knee discomfort, it can actually be coming from the foot or the hip 
or any other place really on your body that's in line with that fascial sling. So wait, when you say fascial sling, because I feel like I've heard I've heard the term fascia before, right? But I'm not totally sure. Like as much as I love the body and body work, not totally sure what exactly that entails. Okay, great. I am more than excited to geek out about this right now. Um, so, so excited. So the fascia is connective tissue that's found underneath our skin and it connects a lot of our groups of muscles together. So it also covers all of our organs and all of the things inside of our body. If you've ever cut chicken before and you know that like white sheath underneath like the skin of the chicken, that's like the fascia. And the reason why it's important is because it's actually a shock absorber for our bodies and it actually holds the shape of our muscle. So if we look at like, let's take the six pack for example. If we look at the the way that the muscles are shaped, it's not the muscle necessarily creating that shape. It's the fascia that creates that shape, which is just a fun fact in general. So when like a bunch of bros brag about their six pack, now I can be like, that's not your muscles, man. That's your fascia. Duh. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. And the fascia and the muscles talk to each other a lot. And there's actually a lot of different receptors within the fascia too that allows us to move well with the fascia. So if our fascia is nicely hydrated and we're taking good care of it and it's moving well, we're a lot less likely to experience levels of asymmetry. So whether you know your right or left side of your body feels a little uneven, Improving your overall fascia can actually help in that. And it's also that shock absorb absorber that I referenced earlier, which means that when you step on the ground, and I'll, I'll kind of reference to barefoot training on this one, when you step on the ground, it's the only thing associating with the floor. So you step on it and your feet have little proprioceptors they're called on the bottom that sense where they are in space and so it uses vibration and sensing where the floor is to push off and then those shock absorbers from the fascia help you move forward so really the fascia is what's allowing your body to move and function in a way that works best for you the whole thing with fascia is that not a lot of people are talking about it and know about it so I would love to talk about how to take care of your fascia and what to do and then absolutely bring it back to how where you feel it might not be where it's coming from and how we can use that not only in how our body feels but also in our mental health, our psychological health. Yeah, when you talked about keeping the fascia like hydrated, like what what exactly does that mean to be able to to take care of it in that way? Yeah, that's a really good question. So our fascia loves movement. It likes to move. So you could think of it as hydration through movement. So whether that means simply lifting up your arms overhead more than you usually would just to get, you know, the different lines of fascia moving or walking around barefoot is another great one. Basically, the more that we can use it and gently move through our bodies, the better it's going to be. That makes so much sense because I feel like I notice such a difference in just how I feel in my body when I do 
like simple movements. Like when I'm sitting too long, I feel like so stuck. And I'm wondering if that's partly because the fascia hasn't been engaged. Yep. Yeah, exactly. The more that we can move, the more that blood flow goes to not only the muscles, but also the fascia that just helps us move better. And this is where foam rolling comes into play too. There's actually a lot of misconception about how foam rolling is used. So a lot of people think it has the ability to like break up scar tissue or like stretch fascia, but there's actually more research coming out that it's just the function of moving through it and bringing more blood to the area that's actually allowing it to warm up and move than anything else. Since we're on the topic of foam rolling in general, so if you're feeling discomfort anywhere on your body, you can actually start to warm up the fascia on the same line and that can actually help open up the place where you're feeling discomfort. So for example, let's say I'm having some discomfort in my foot. There is a fascial line that runs from your foot all the way up the back of your hammies, through your hips and glutes, and all the way up to the edge of your spine at the top. And so that fascial line, if I'm feeling my feet, if I roll, let's say, at the base of my skull, that can actually help to open up my feet, which is wild. And a concept that I think has been really slow to catch on because in movement, it's like, oh, I feel my feet or I feel my hip. And then you go directly to that spot and you just kind of like keep berating it with like different myofascial release tools and you just go in and you go hard and then all of a sudden your nervous system is wrecked because your body's just like I don't want to handle more stress to the area anymore so rolling along the fascial line is actually a really good alternative to just continuing to press and press and press into an area that's already angry sometimes it's good to go on the spot um, but with acute Injuries, this is definitely not the case. This is not advice for acute injuries. This is just for, you know, those mild discomforts that come up in our body, whether it's just a little achy or uncomfortable. Going along the fascial line can be so much more beneficial. That idea reminds me of what I've learned in traditional Chinese medicine as a patient. Um, I know I mentioned that in our intro that that's, that's like something that I have used to learn more about the body and um it's really interesting because in uh tcm is the lingo that i'll use for for traditional chinese medicine um well i didn't come up with that also to be clear but <laughs> it's what i'm using because it's what a lot of folks use um but in tcm they have the idea of meridians and so sometimes i'll go in and say like i have a knee issue and sometimes they'll needle in the knee but they'll also needle in the other points along the meridian that will also affect that. So it's always fun for me to see like where they're needling and it not always being exactly where I'm feeling it, but it's because where you're feeling it isn't always where it's coming from. So I love that idea of how we can use that at home too, to think, you know, like if, if a spot is so tender, maybe working with it can be helpful but it sounds like using like the knowledge of our body like that whole fascial line to be able to 
come at it maybe more gently or even more thoroughly, it sounds like. Yeah, exactly. And it gives more of a whole body approach to what you're doing and not just segmented elements, which is definitely the old school bodybuilding way of thinking about lifting in general. You know, you see like Arnold Schwarzenegger doing his like bicep curls and you're like, oh, yay. (laughs) But now with more research coming out about fascia and just how our body moves in general, we know that if we only do bicep curls, then our bicep is going to eventually get tired of doing the same thing over and over again. So thinking about training in terms of full body movement patterns in all planes of motion is just, yeah, that overall body awareness, working the body all as one because it's all one thing (laughs) can be really helpful. Okay, so I'm going to be selfish for a minute and ask about my own body. (laughs) I would love nothing more. So um, I deal with shin splints sometimes. So I know you mentioned like as an example, like the foot and like the line that it would travel along for the fascial line. What about shin splints? Like what what exactly would I be looking for like in like working with the fascial line with that? So your shin splints, that usually happens if you're overusing the front of your shin muscle and that happens when you lift up your toes a lot Mm. so from a whole body perspective we want to think about the body as sometimes the front and the back so if you're feeling it in the front figuring out how to bring more effort to the back of your body Mm. and so I would probably start you out with doing some really simple heel raises and also doing some light myofascial release on your shins which can be really really painful and then thinking about how or why the front of your shins started to go I wonder if your hips are also tight so I would suggest just putting a softball or like a type of ball that's a little bit bigger in the side muscle in your hip called your TFL and just like rolling that out, see how it feels, I bet you it's uncomfortable. Mm. Uh, That is so helpful. Hopefully that helps other people, but hey, it helped me. So (laughs) (laughs) what I love about that too is that it's so much a focus of balance. Like I love that idea of, okay, there's been like too much, too much pressure at the front. Like let's like build up the back, right? So you're like looking at balancing out the body and also again knowing that where I'm feeling it it's amazing like thinking I feel like I can already feel how that will feel to like use the ball on my hip and yeah that makes so much sense and I think learning these things can help us get more in tune with our body and remember that we're not a bunch of segmented pieces that it's all one thing (laughs) we're so sorry that was like twice in like two minutes (laughs) But truthfully, like, it's so amazing to me. And I think it's a more holistic, balanced way of being in our bodies. It's interesting. I I just had a thought of when I will have a lot of tightness in my neck or my shoulders, that when my partner will give me a massage, I'll like literally feel it like going up the back of my head (laughs) to the top, which always tells me just how tight it is. And it's like zinging up the back, even though he's not touching my head at all. And I think... It's just another reminder that 
you know, our bodies are all, they're all working together. Like all these pieces are all working together. And so it's important that we don't only focus on certain parts that we incorporate the whole. Yeah, exactly. And to the point of your traps too, like that muscle is also a big muscle. So understanding how big that muscle is and how it actually does come over your head and attach to like your eye can be so important to know because as someone touches your traps, it's not only going to start to release that, but everywhere else too. And this comes into play where the more information you know about how your body works, the less scary it is to start lifting because you're going to know what to do when something comes up. So like, let's say I'm like deadlifting and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, my low back is kicking in because I know how my body works. I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to lay down, do some glute bridges, make sure my hips and glutes and hammies are all turned on. So that way, when I go back to doing it, it's a more efficient way of going through the movement than just like pounding my low back until it doesn't feel good anymore. And then I eventually quit training because it doesn't feel good. Which is so important because I think that that that's such a, like a natural response to feeling pain, feeling confused, not having all the information. We can think, oh, my body just can't do this or, oh, I'm just too old for this or whatever. And really, the answer is actually maybe simpler than we think. It's just about having the right information and being able to engage our full body. And it sounds like you're also really using that like pain as information idea that it doesn't mean anything like (laughs) morally bad if your back is hurting. It just is information to be like, okay, I need to reassess. I need to engage different parts of my body so that I can be doing this in a productive like good for me kind of way rather than a way where I'm like no pain no gain and like not listening to those messages exactly and that's all of that like diet culture like shamey stuff that comes into play when it's like oh yeah I need to feel pain in order for this to be working and like is it important to like push yourself a little bit when you're moving if you have a specific goal Sure, but that's all within reason. So it's really a lot about finding the middle road between how can I stay on track with my training program and feel good? And how can I listen to my body and really rely on the messages that it's telling me judgment free? And I think walking that line generally can be really challenging, but it's a line that can so easily transfer to so many other topics like mental health that you were discussing with the broccoli. Like how can I find the middle road, right? Between that structure of like wanting to get things done, but also really moving and easing into what's currently available to me mentally. And the same thing can be said for nutrition. You know, there's two very different extremes. If you have a specific goal, how can you use your food to really fuel you without dipping into that super structured, like, I need to weigh my food. I need to do all these things that could end up leading to disordered eating and then affect the entirety of of your life, which can change the way you sleep and the way your body functions and the, the amount that you're able to move or the amount of mental breakdowns that you have, like, can I do it again and say it's all one thing can I do that can I say that oh this is a crime we should we should be arrested at this point it's still true so it's okay I think also it being about balance too right and that idea is so hard because 
I think sometimes with balance, it can feel like it's this tightrope that I'm constantly having to walk. But that like that doesn't sound like balance. That sounds like stress, right? But it, it can often feel like when we're toggling between like diet culture and still having like, you know, nutrition goals or, you know, having like, uh, you know, a goal of how much weight we want to lift, but not wanting to be, you know, in, you know, the diet culture of bro lifters. And I think sometimes it can be hard to feel like, okay, so we just need to like walk this fine line in the middle. It's super stressful. It's always hard. But really, I think the balance is in letting ourselves be more fluid and free to just try different things and using our body as a good model for how to do that. That you may not know right away like where the pain is actually coming from, but there's some guidance that you can get and you can try and you can try different things and find out what works. And maybe the next time it will be a different spot on that fascial line that you have to work, right? But it it's about just letting yourself be a human in the world where you have different needs at different times and there isn't one right way it's just continuing to try and listen to those messages and also trusting that your body will give you the messages that you need and then being able to listen to it so I think taking that one step further to like okay I'm aware of what my body's feeling I trust what's happening I'm not going to judge it and I also have the education and the information to know that this is how my fascia is affecting my body and this is how I can move forward without regressing or without going into diet culture, mind chatter, which is so much harder, which is so much easier said than done. And now we're going to take a little bit of a break because we have our first ad. Yay! <laughs> we are so excited to talk about Brutifully Designed an Etsy marketplace designing beautiful drinkables that inspire you. Whether you're looking for a personalized mug for your home or a thoughtful gift for your loved one, head to brutifullydesigned.com to browse all the brutifully created designs from adorable animals to stunning sunsets to holiday cheer and everything in between. I just got mine and I'm absolutely obsessed. Enjoy your morning coffee and find the mug of your dreams. That's B R E W T. I-F-U-L-L-Y-D-E-S-I-G-N-E-D dot com. Or click the link in our caption to find out more. Welcome back. We've talked before about how the body experiences things right along with us. So when we have experiences in our lives, when we have different feelings and thoughts, our body is living that with us, which is why our body will have a variety of responses to the things that we're experiencing. And the thing that I was really thinking about just now is stress and how much our body experiences stress right along with us. Like it's not just in the mind, right? It's, you know, the whole thing. And, you know, I'm just curious about like learning about the fascial system. I'm curious about how that relates to like how the body holds stress or how the fascia responds to the body experiencing stress. Yeah, that's a really good question and makes me want to talk about what happens when the body itself gets overused because not only can our really mental health affect how our bodies respond, but also what's happening in our bodies can affect our mental health as well. So it's really both directions. So coming at it from the fascial perspective, 
going back to that bicep analogy, if I'm using my bicep over and over and over again, what's going to happen is that fascia is going to get tight and icky and could potentially lead to injury if I'm just doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. So when that happens, the tightness of the fascia increases. And you, and it's kind of like you can think about the fascia in the skin almost being Velcro. And so if we're not getting that movement in that it needs or things just are really tight, it's almost like the Velcro can't really move that much. And that gentle movement is what gets that fascia going. If the fascia is tight, that's going to affect everything else. And that's one of the reasons why I can... I have a really good read on how my clients are feeling emotionally when they walk in the door, when I see them on Zoom, when we're discussing their programming, because I can tell that because it's not that like I'm psychic and I can be like, oh, wow, yeah, okay, <laughs> I think you're feeling this today. But it's like if their shoulders are all the way up by their ears, I'm going to have a pretty good idea that their body is telling me that they're feeling uncomfortable. Or if their hips are in discomfort, I'm going to have a pretty good idea that they were probably sitting down most of the day and see that in the way their posture presents. And not to say that it's like that forever, but those little things just give me a really good idea of how their body is working which then transitions to, okay, I have a pretty good idea if your body is presenting this way that you're emotionally going to feel this way too. That's such a good description of the ways that our bodies show what we're feeling. Like I, I personally can relate to that, like shoulders up to my ears sort of <laughs> stress that my body is like, hey, like I know you're feeling it in your heart and in your mind and also so are we we are feeling very tense and tight and I love that you're able to use that observation to say hmm that's probably what's going on for that person and I think that that's such a beautiful model of what I think you do such a good job at like teaching other people to do is being being their own observer right so you're able to do that for them and so then maybe they will be able to like during the week in between sessions be like, oh, gosh, my shoulders are up so high. Like I, I can get a sense of what that means now and how I can support my body as it holds all of this stress. And that's where information is key to be able to use it as information to be able to move forward. Do you have any specific recommendations or even just like general advice around like when people notice some of that tension and tightness and like coming from stress in their bodies, what sort of things you can do to support the fascia to like get it to move a little bit and be less Velcro-y? <laughs> like, do you have any like general suggestions around that? Yeah, definitely. And it's about really like simply the root of it is is moving in a way that feels good and efficient for your body. And that usually comes down to finding a set of stretches that you can simply do whenever you need them that's curated for your body. So for example, if like for me, I just did like a T-spine stretch and then a hamstring stretch, that might not be what you need because maybe your bottoms of your feet are a little bit tighter or something doesn't feel quite comfortable. Um, so when I created Get Strong Again, my 12-week course, that's literally what it's about is creating that 
warm-up that you can do specifically for your body and then adding things in depending on what you need week to week. So the way to start that out simply if you're just noticing that you're uncomfortable would be to start breathing into your body. So oftentimes when you're very stressed, your breathing shifts from breathing in your diaphragm to breathing in your traps, which is another way that I have a really good idea of when you're stressed. So simply laying on the floor, breathing into all of your ribcage, like a blimp or like a balloon, not just the front or not just the back, but all of them. Sometimes even placing two fingers on the front of your ribs, two fingers on the back and breathing into it can shift the stress that you're experiencing because you're bringing down your nervous system. You're allowing it to switch from being really stimulated and really, really on to relaxing into it. So that's like a very simple way to do it. The other way would be to foam roll, which is actually a mobility tactic. So if something's feeling really tight, you can have a ball at your desk if you are a desk dweller during the week, or you can come up with simple stretches that you can do while you're in those periods of feeling very stressed. Meditation is also helpful, but again, that's more for the mind to like connect the mind back to the body. But since we're talking specifically with the body, I would say a little bit of breathing, a little bit of foam rolling, and then a little bit of stability. So for example, if you're feeling low back and you're at work and you're sitting down for long periods of time, the only thing I tell busy people to do, literally the only thing is to find a desk, to find a chair, I don't care, and do a plank on it. I don't care if you put your hands on it, your elbows, I don't care. Hold (laughs) a plank because oftentimes your low back wants to feel stable. The reason why it's uncomfortable is because it's craving for stability, not mobility. Traps are a different story. So really it just depends on which joint we're talking about. I mean, how do you not want to work with this person? (laughs) I'm just like nodding so much over here like... Oh my God, I love this. Is this our second ad? Am I the second ad? Surprise. (laughs) I loved so much of what you said. Um, One, that that you're so, I love that you offer such accessible things. Like I love that you're like, this is what I tell my busy people. Just find this, do this one thing. Because while maybe there are, several additional things that would feel helpful you're also recognizing like what what is going to feel most doable like if you're at work at a desk you may not be able to do 30 minutes of exercises what can you do to offer some sort of stability some sort of relief and I think that's so important that the things that we have that we're able to do feel truly doable and that's what I love too about like the 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 ideas that you said about like breathing and foam rolling and, um, you know, doing things that do feel doable now. Like, I mean, people listening, like, let us know if you try like some of the deep breathing or if you try the foam roller. Like, these are things you can try now. And, you know, if you need some extra support, you know which Alyssa to talk to. I also love, um, especially the the breathing into your diaphragm, because that is 
also related to some of the breathing and meditation practices that get brought up in therapy too because I think so many of us are breathing from like from our chest and it's just like all up here and so it can take a lot of work to get it deeper I know for me that is something I can struggle with too is even knowing where I need to be breathing from accessing that takes time and so if if that is a struggle for you right now it's okay like just keep working at it because your body will remember they will remember where they want to breathe from it just will take time to bring that back into your practice yeah exactly and just like resetting anything like it might take some time to kind of make that u-turn but our bodies remember a lot of things good or bad yeah (laughs) right Yeah, that can that can work in a variety of different ways for us. <laughs> the other thing I liked about what you said was the idea of like curated stretches because that I think can be intimidating for folks trying to figure out like what works best for their body that they can look at one particular set of practices and go, well, I mean, I guess that felt okay, but it didn't really work for me or it didn't really feel as good or nourishing to my body and I think that's because we're not often given that permission to like hey maybe that just didn't work for your body maybe that isn't meeting your body's needs and I think that's so true of all the nourishing practices we do for ourselves that what works for one person may not work for you and so it's about getting to know yourself and getting guidance around that if you need to be able to really find out what is going to work best for you and that's valid it doesn't have to look like what anyone else does yep and the more that you can hone in on what's best for you and then create that action plan, then it takes the confusion away. Then it's not like, oh, my body feels like shit. What do I do today? It's like, oh, my body feels like shit. I'm so glad that I have this very simple to-do list when I can pick a time of day that works best for me to just go through these exercises so I can start to feel better during the day. And I much rather have it be approachable to a place where you're actually going to do it than for me to be like, here's 17,368 things for you to do today. So you won't do them or you'll begrudgingly do them and then hate me. Like that's the last thing I want. So yeah, making it easy, making it just approachable and then actually doable is how you start becoming friends with your body again. And I think that's a beautiful place to leave it. Thank you so much for listening today. If you have any questions about your mind or your body, feel free to leave it below or reach out to us on Instagram. My Instagram is Alyssa Caliendo underscore. And I'm at kind underscore living underscore coaching and Alyssa McLean therapy. Bye. Bye.